Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy, your co-host Shaq. We're going to be recapping UFC 225 and Shaq. Robert Whitaker and Yoel Romero just put on the fight of the year. One unbelievable matchup. Uh, we'll talk about the decision in a sec, but holy shit, those two Warriors put it all on the line. And uh, I was thoroughly entertained for all 25 minutes. Yeah, arguably fight of the year. Yoel Romero is a, is a legend. Rob's a legend. It was a great fight. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw a trilogy down the line because we know every time those two fight, it's just going to be fireworks. But hats off to both guys. It could have went either way, but, you know, uh, congratulations to Robin. He, uh, he, for now, at least he gets to put that behind him. Yeah, you know, Shaq, if it were up to me, they'd fight every single weekend, but that's why uh, I'm a handicapper and not a matchmaker. But, man, the intensity of that fight. Because, you know, a lot of people thought, well, the first time they went the five-round distance, this time it's going to end inside the distance. And, dude, they had an even more intense war the second time than they did the first yeah, man, it was a great back-and-forth war. You know, Rob was building up a lead on the points, but Yoel would come back and just land devastating shots, even with his eye closed. So props to both men. Now we got to talk about how you scored the fight. Who'd you thought, who'd you think won that fight? I thought Rob won three rounds to two. You know, I didn't think there were any 10-8 rounds. I thought, you know, Rob would just do something to make it not a 10-8 round, and I, I thought he won three rounds to two. I thought, but going into the cards, I was thinking, you know, Yoel, they were probably going to score for Yoel. I thought it could have won either way. You know, it was one of those things where, you know, you, the winner wins, and you know. You know, I actually had it the opposite way, man. I had it for you well, and not not because I picked you up. No, I legitimately had it for him. You know, he's dropping Rob all over the place that fourth and fifth round. I was like, yeah, dude, two, two rounds. He, he's about yeah, one of those should have been ten eight. So uh, so a draw. <laughs> you know, first two rounds go to Rob. Third rounds up in question. I thought the third round Yoel edge, but the fourth and fifth for sure went to Yoel. One of those could have been a ten eight. So I, I thought Yoel was about to get his arm raised. Uh, but look, bottom line. I wouldn't mind seeing these guys fight each other three more times because, you know, like we said, the theme of the last show was this is the number one versus number two guy on planet Earth. You don't often see that. And we saw that again for a reason why they are the number one and number two. I want to see that fight again. Yeah, 100%. I wouldn't be shocked. But, you know, my boy Yoel probably can't make that 185 limit anymore. So he's probably going to go up to 205, find my boy Gustafsson. So, you know, Yoel and Gustafsson. And Gustafsson can take another uh, (laughs) split decision loss in a five-round main event. You know what I'm saying, Shaq? (laughs) For the interim title, you know what I'm saying? Now 205's got a new contender. So, Yoel versus Gustafsson. <laughs> yeah, I just hope that before both their careers are said and done, that Rob and Yoel can throw down one more time inside that UFC's octagon, even if it's at a 190-pound catchweight, just because I love seeing high-level mixed martial arts. It doesn't get any better than that. Those two put it all on the line. And those are the kind of fights that it's going to elevate a champion like Robert Whitaker's career, because I guarantee you the 27-year-old Whitaker isn't going to have a fight that tough anytime soon. I don't know. A lot of people think otherwise they think his uh toughest fight is coming up here soon so. oh yeah no, I, I, see, I see people talking about well if yoel could do this and therefore kelvin this it's like guys you don't understand what you were watching like yoel romero is a different animal don't get me wrong kelvin's the man i can't wait to see him get his title shot but uh if you think that's any indication that rob's gonna go down you might be very very surprised i uh i can't wait to see that fight happen yeah so you know kelvin and rob's probably next probably in australia or you know some somewhere so uh you know kelvin's finally gonna get his title shot a lot of people have said he's gonna be a champion from day one so you know he'll finally have his uh opportunity yeah for sure you know obviously we're going to talk about colby and rda there's a lot of things i gotta say there's a lot of media members that need to call out that score that fight for rda which is absolutely disgusting because colby clearly won that fight we'll talk about that in a sec but real quick max bet season once again you know it's getting repetitive now Shaq. i mean how many of these max bets do we have to win before these guys realize that uh we're the real deal in this business and there's no close second yeah you know uh 
I think, you know, I'm pretty much done, you know, stressing it, stressing it out. I mean, it's just facts now. I mean, it's just the facts. When I say it's Max Best season, it's pretty much a guarantee. It's almost as guarantee as Sarah McMahon quitting in the second round. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's it's as guarantee as that, you know, Rockhold has no chin on It's as guaranteed as Colin Curran <laughs> never winning a UFC <laughs> exactly, fight, you know? Exactly, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's as guaranteed as people thinking, you know, uh, Randy Brown was a close fight with Mickey Gall, you know what I'm saying? So I just think... Uh, I'm not going to stress out about it anymore. Max Best Season's definitely going down in UFC Singapore. You know what I'm saying? So we'll tell you that right now. And, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I mean, sign up today, man. I mean, stop playing games. Stop hesitating. Stop stop uh, asking yourself questions, man. This is the best decision you're going to make in your life. Yeah, and, you know, we're uh, we're changing bankrolls one bet at a time. And uh, let, let's just look at the stats real quick. Last four UFC events, I'm up 15 units. I mean, if we combine me and you, we're probably up over 30 units. But just myself, I'm up 15 units the last four UFC events. Four clean sweeps the last four UFC events. And in those four clean sweeps, five max bets have won as well. So also won nine of the last 11 events for 28.5 units. Shaq and I are 9-0 and on consensus max bets in 2018. Guys, anyone can game their record. But no one can game their bankroll. So if you want to make your bankroll great again, you do it with Best Fight Picks. And real quick, message to all our clients. Let people know on Twitter and YouTube what we're doing for your bankrolls. Let them know. Go on Twitter. Tag us. Tag me and Shaq at Best Fight Picks at MMA Genius 05. Go on our YouTube page. Comment. Let everyone know what we're doing for your bankrolls and that uh, we really do come through at bestfightpicks.com. We really do come through at maxbetseason.com. And for those that are interested in buying in a one-month event package, we're currently running a promotion. And that's if you buy the one-month event package before Singapore, meaning you can buy it today or you can buy it the day before Singapore. But if you buy it today, there's a chance you might get uh, some Dana White Tuesday Night Contender plays in there if we have any. But this is the guarantee I'm going to make you. If you buy the one-month VIP package before UFC Singapore. Not only are you going to get four events, Shaq, you're going to get five events. You're going to get UFC Singapore. You're going to get the tough finale. You're going to get UFC 226. You're going to get UFC Boise, which, by the way, Shaq, is going to be one of the biggest events in Best Fight Picks history. Uh, Can't wait to tell them what we're doing with that one. And you're going to get UFC Hamburg. That's five events. For the month package. So go to bestfightpicks.com. And real quick, if you're not interested in that one month package, you already realize we are the real deal. We are the best in the biz. There's no close second. You want to sign up for the full year? How about 20% off? Just use the promo code 20OFF for a one year VIP package and uh, we'll get you right and we'll take care of biz. Now, Shaq, let's talk about uh, let's talk about this max bet winner on Mirsad Bektik. You know, it's funny because our last two max bet winners. We faded the hometown guy in their hometown. You know, you remember Brad Scott was in uh, in, in uh, England. Ricardo Lamas was in Chicago. Faded them both. And one judge tried to fuck us, and it still wasn't enough to fade Max Bet Season. Max Bet Season is so strong that even the hometown judges can't get it wrong for us. So, uh, Mirsad Bektik, with a clear 30-27, got the job done against uh, the perennial top five, Ricardo Lamas. Yeah, you know... Rashad Bektik went out there and did exactly what we uh, thought he would. He sh- I-, I thought it was going to be a knockout, to be honest. But, you know, sometimes that's why Max Bet season, you know, a fallback plan has to be in place. We had to be able to win it on points as well. And we know that Rashad's weasel skills is on point. We know his wrestling is top-notch in the featherweight division. And, you know, he outboxed Thomas as well. It was honestly 30-27. But, you know, Ricardo's a tough guy. And, uh, 
he showed why I guess you know he's been top 15 his whole career you know what I'm saying so shout out to Lamas but uh, Mursad got the job done and like we said Mursad's got one of the highest ceilings out of uh, featherweight you know it's funny because going into the fight we didn't even think we were going to be able to play Mursad we were thinking yeah it's going to open minus 305 it's going to open minus 350 opens minus 175 and you know what happens when max bet season uh takes over uh, that minus 175 soon became a minus 250 and rightfully so still in a max bet range but uh we're moving lines over here and cashing bets I mean, even guys that are coming in late, you know, when that line was already minus 240, and, you know, I still I still tell them play that minus 240, you know what I'm saying? It should have been minus 300, but, you know. Outright winner once out, again. Outright winner, you know what I'm saying? So. And, you know, for I got a lot of questions asking, like, you know, am I betting enough to make a profit with your service? Guys, not only are we dealing with the whales that are betting multi-multi-thousands, we're also dealing with the small bettors and letting them know exactly how much to bet. We're doing the real sports consulting for those guys, and uh, it's personal consulting, and uh, even our small bettors are super happy with the service I mean, shack. I mean, we're having guys, literally, I'm building them up from the ground up. I mean, they're coming They're coming with me. They're saying, you know, I got this much, and I'm telling them each fight, put this much on this, put this much on this, and they've made, I mean, since... For example, I got a one guy out there, and uh, I forget what state he lives in, but I mean, he came in on Jack Hermanson with about four hundred dollars, and now look where he is. You know, I won't say the exact amounts he was betting, but I mean, just put it this way, he's very happy with the service. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then we got the guys like uh, shout out to my boy in Hawaii who threw down five k on Mirsad Bektig, and you know, calls me right after he wants to fly Shaq and I out to Hawaii for a Hawaiian barbecue. That that's what we're on these days, man. So if you want to join MaxBestSeason.com, and then the whale clients are very happy as well. You know, our whale client down the street i mean <laughs> he's uh you know he's you know putting big money on these fights and he's got the utmost faith in us because we could the job done we're men of our words whenever we ever you know came out here you know even with the bad start look what we've done now you know what i'm saying so uh, just relax yeah real champions overcome adversity when we talk about that whale client that lives down the street you know when we're sitting in his personal movie theater it's just me you and him People don't understand the stress that, you know, you got to come through. First impressions uh, last a lifetime, and uh, we've been coming through. So, once again, guys, you get that that one-month package. You get the next five UFC events, plus any Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series fights or, or picks that we might have in that time period. You want one year, use the code uh, 20 off for 20% off. Now, Shaq, let's talk about Colby Covington versus Rafael Dos Anjos. And real quick, uh, how'd you score that fight? You know, I had it four rounds to one for my boy, Chaos Covington, out of uh, the 5-4-1. And, you know, I thought RDA fought well, but, you know, the pace was just too much for Kobe, man. I mean, for RDA. Kobe pushes a relentless D1 pace, and, you know, like we were saying, I felt like his cardio was second to none, man. The guy just is nonstop work. Uh, his work rate is through this roof. And, you know, people want to talk about his striking, but I just saw him beat RDA on the feet, you know what I'm saying? Because he's always working. And uh, when you got that threat of the takedown, I mean, you can uh, go a long way in this sport. So Kobe did his thing. He backed up the talk. Not only did he talk the talk, but he walked the walk. This is going to set up, you know, one of the biggest fights in welterweight history between him and T-Wood. You know, I, I hate, I don't, I'm, unfortunately, it's going down a path I, I really don't like in terms of what people think it is. But, you know, I think uh, these are the two best guys in the welterweight division. And, uh, I mean, I think whoever wins is going to be great. And, I mean... Kobe's trying to make the welterweight division great again, and T-Woods trying to prove that he's the greatest welterweight of all time. So I think this is uh, exactly what the welterweight division needs. Colby Covington's making uh, the welterweight division great again, and we're making your bankroll great again. And Colby Covington clearly won that fight at least 4-1, 3-2 if you want to be nice. But, I mean, if you score that fight for RDA, 
you should not be watching this sport. And I'm going on MMADecisions.com. I see a couple people score that for RDA, and they're from real websites. Phil Murphy from ESPN scored that 48-47 Dos Anjos. ESPN, are you kidding me? Jed Mashu, what the fuck is wrong with you from MMA fighting? He scored this shit for uh, for Dos Anjos as well. You got another guy from MMA fighting, MMA Mania. Let me talk about MMA Mania for a sec because I remember earlier in the week they were like, we're not going to be covering uh, Colby Covington. Oh, you guys are going to cover CM Punk instead, you biased fucks. And you scored that fight for Dos Anjos. Absolutely disgusting. Take, take your dislike out, what, out for the guy. What about, uh, what about Nathan McCarter from BleacherReport.com? You scored that for Dos Anjos at all. What the fuck are you watching, man? So even... Even the jobbers at uh, Wrestling Observer who never score a fight, right? Even they know that Covington won that fight. So, man, I'm absolutely appalled that some people literally thought uh, RDA won that because, uh, j- look, just watch the first three rounds. Don't even watch the fourth and fifth. Just watch the, th- the three rounds. That's clearly uh, that's clearly Colby's rounds. I thought uh, I thought uh, RDA might have got the fourth because he did get on top in that, and then Colby came out and won the fifth. That's a 49-46. There's no argument for RDA winning that fight, Shaq. And I'm a fan. This isn't me being like, oh, I hate Colby. I hate RDA. No, I like I like them both, man. I'm a fan of this sport. I could care less. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't have a bet on this fight. I just know what I'm watching. And Colby dominated Rafael Dos Anjos. Four rounds to one, my man. That's just the facts. Like we said, he uh, talked to talk and he and he walked to walk. So, uh, Colby's the man as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he won that. He actually won that battle with Brazil. I felt like a lot of people were just under the assumption that Brazil was going to end up having the last laugh. And uh, Colby officially won that war with Brazil. I don't think he's ever going to fight another Brazilian in the near future. Probably ever. I, Unless my boy Worley makes that clown. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, I don't see happening. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, the only other Brazilian we really got left is Zaleski, and, you know, he's unranked. So unless he makes the climb all the way up, I think Kobe stays fighting Brazilians are pretty much over. So now Kobe versus T. Wood. Obviously, we'll break down that fight when the time comes. But, you know, on first glance, man, what do you think about that matchup? You know, it's going to be interesting because we know T. Wood throws nuclear bombs, but he does like to, you know, back into the fence. And we know Kobe can rack up points. You know, Kobe does not stop working for the entire duration of the fight. So if, uh, I'm, you know, it's pretty clearly that, you know, it's going to come down to, uh, you know, if Kobe can outpoint him and not get caught. Yeah, it really does come down to getting not, not getting caught because uh, T. Wood's output is so low. But it's just when he does, but when he does out, connect, when uh, he does put out. <laughs> guys uh, reach for the heavens. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? Colby better be careful because this is the hardest hitter he's ever fought. Now, uh, Holly Holm beat Megan Anderson. You know, props to everyone that was super confident on Holly Holm. Uh, you know, I'll never be confident on Holly Holm. Now she's one fight above 500 in her UFC run. It turns out Megan Anderson was a complete fraud. So, uh, we'll look to fade. Uh, when it's time to fade Holly Holm, I'll let you guys know. You know, you know I'm just saying. Um, you know, shout out to Ali. I didn't think she was going to dominate anything. You know, I guess Megan was a little too green, but I, I, I still think uh, my thoughts are accurate. And uh, that's all you got to say. We can see, we can do Holly and Kellen at 135. I mean, what, whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, get, get my girl Kellen one more win before that title <laughs> shot. You know what I'm saying? Let, let her get a win over a former champion. Go, go follow my girl Kellen Vieira on Instagram right now. She's not very happy with the things that are going on in the, in the division. Yeah, look, Kellen, just she, go get Holly home back to that 500 <laughs> UFC record. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's what I want to see next. Now, 
Tied to Ivasa versus Andre Arlovsky, you know, a lot of people were surprised he didn't knock Arlovsky out, but I want to say something about that. For I a like young fighter like who had only been in there with a French guy, had only been in there with Rashad Coulter, for him, you know, we didn't know, oh, if he can't knock you out in the first round, what happens? I'll tell you what happens. He can go out there and win a unanimous decision. That was a very important sign for a young heavyweight, especially the way Arlovsky's been looking in his current form. Starting with that Tibora fight, you know, the Junior Albini fight, the Stefan Strew fight, Arlovsky, and these guys have been asking for autographs in the center of that cage. Tied to Ivasa only asked for an autograph after the fight was over, man. So props to him for getting it done. Ty's no slouch because a lot of young guys in this spot, they probably would have folded after that first round. You know what I'm saying? They would have probably shut down. But my boy Ty came back, composed in the second and third round and did what he had to do. That shows the signs that uh, Ty is the real deal and he's going to have a great career. Absolutely, man. And uh, who you want to see him in there with next? Because uh, he just beat a top 15 guy. He just beat Arlovsky. Um Man, that's a good question. You know what I'm saying? Um, who's available? Yeah, there's a... I mean, what about... Uh, is my boy Tibora fighting Struve still? Um, yeah. What about the winner of Tibora yeah. and Struve? You know, those guys suck, but... So what? What about the winner of JDS and Blagoy? Oh, you you want to put him in there with JDS and Blagoy? Yeah, yeah. Damn, 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 damn. If Blagoy... If Bogoya takes care of biz, I mean, either way, JDS and Tuivasa, that's a fucking, that's a scrap right there. Someone, uh, <laughs> someone will go to sleep. Someone will be taking a canvas nap in, uh, in that one. So, uh, so the first fight of the, of the main card, you know, first fight, the first Amy fight of the pay-per-view was Mike Jackson versus CM Punk. And, you know, Mike Jackson's a joke, but I got to give a lot of respect to my boy CM Punk. And I'll tell you why, you know, a lot of people were laughing at him, this and that, but listen, he did a couple things that really impressed me. Not, not as far as a UFC caliber fighter, cause obviously that's not what he is, but as far as being a man. He got his head bounced off that canvas, and for someone that's not a fighter, he could have easily covered up, let the ref intervene, and just go home, take that 500k paycheck, and move on. Hey, you got to step inside an octagon, but you know what? My boy CM Punk went 15 minutes inside that octagon. He was clearly losing, and he was still trying. He even landed a couple takedowns against the reporter. So I, I got a lot of respect for CM Punk. That's a dude that, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he, he's got he's got mad heart, so much respect to him. And uh, Mike Jackson should be absolutely ashamed of himself for not getting him out of there. Yeah, you know, I respect him as a, as a man. You know, he did step in the cage. So, you know, shout out to CM Punk. But my thoughts on the just the whole situation is, like, I'm – I'm just tired of seeing that shit, like, on pay-per-views and, like, when there's other people out there that pay their dues and, you know, I understand they're selling pay-per-views. You mean, like, my boy Nikita Krilov's not in the UFC? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, I understand it's a business and all, but, like, turns out that was probably one of the worst decisions. Dana even said, like, you should have put that on Fight Pass. Like, that shit shouldn't be on pay-per-views. Like, real fighters should be on pay-per-views. Sergio and Joe B should have been on the pay-per-view instead. Put that on Fight Pass. Like, let's kill that that kill that noise early you know what i'm saying like we don't want to see that shit at fucking midnight you know what i'm saying like fucking it's just garbage so you know props to cm punk and mike jackson you know he'll go back to being a photographer or whatever the fuck he is go go to the press room after that fight and ask some people some questions you know what i'm saying you know huddle up amongst five men and see who can answer the question first you know you know nurse or dental assistant i don't know what he does but you know uh Otherwise, let's just move on. That. His name really ain't the truth. Let's just put it that <laughs> way. But you know, it's funny. Guys with the name the truth often end up uh, being bust. You remember my boy Brandon the Truth Vera? Don't, don't talk about. Him. <laughs> don't tell him I said that. <laughs> don't talk about Brandon like that. So uh, Curtis Blades took care of Overeem, and you know they started off super patient. But you know, I thought Curtis could have finished him earlier. But the thing is, Curtis he's still green. He's still getting that experience. I felt that 
that was a very important lesson for him because when he was teeing off on over him against the cage, I was like, a couple more shots, you get him out. And then he changes levels, puts him down, and then finally finish him, finishes him with those elbows. So that was great. And over him, he came in uh, with a new uh, – I know I knew he was seeing a doctor up there in the Netherlands. Cause I don't know if you saw his physique, but he definitely wasn't looking as soft as he's been looking at some of his past ones. I know that he was back on that horse meet, and it still didn't matter. And Ganu literally changed his life. Yeah, you know, I think Overeem's had enough, and, you know, it's Blades' time now, and uh, Blades, you know, he's still green, and, you know, he's still learning, but I think his wrestling is going to take him a long way in the division, and I think he's probably one fight away from the title, so, you know, I know him, Volkov, uh, Francis, and Black Beast are fighting, so, you know, it's between those guys uh, to see who gets the next title shot. I know my boy Volkov will be in uh, Vegas when DC and uh, Stipe fight, so, you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see uh, where he goes. Yeah, Curtis is definitely in the mix, and, you know, if there's any up-and-coming heavyweight that needs a win now, now Overeem's the gatekeeper. Now yeah. Overeem's the guy you feed him to. So He's the Verdun now. Yeah. So, you know, maybe when my boy Tai Tuivasa give him one more win, then put him in oh, there with yeah. Overeem. You know what I'm saying? There we go. So, <laughs> I, I like that. Now, this women's strawweight bout between Claudio Gadelia and Carlos Barza, you know, I, I was getting a lot of shit because I said the line should be closer. Well, uh, apparently I was right. The line should have been closer. Now I got to know, how'd you score that fight, by the way? You know, I understand, like, you know, she had the top control, and nine times out of ten, I always uh, go that route. But, you know, in this particular case, I thought Carla, you know, almost finished her in that first round, you know, with that chicken dance. I mean, she her ankle wobbled, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, she can say all this stuff, how her knee was fucked up going into the You got fight. rocked by Carla Esparza. <laughs> like, my girl Carla got hood in there, and then Carla won the third round. I thought Claudia quit. Again, you know what I'm saying? She continuously <laughs> quits and fights. It has nothing to do with Andrade being, you know, this big gorilla that she was saying. You know, you're just, you know, when things get tough, you tend to fold. So, you know, at least we got to see that. At least we got to solidify that. So now moving forward, we know that chick's just a quitter. And, you know, I thought Carla won that fight. Carla landed the more vicious shots, in my opinion. I know Claudia's a little gorilla, a little stiff weasel, and she was able to, you know, seal out some top control but between them two they know who let me ask you something if the decision would have went the other way would carla uh, would claudia be uh, moving to another gym again yeah, exactly like if she would have lost that fight she was literally one judge away from, from switching camps to you know att or something you know what i'm saying so she's very she's very fortunate to be in the position she's in you know and uh we'll, we'll see her when she comes back yeah you know i had the first and third for carla as well you know because the first round comes down to what do you favor more a knockdown or top position and uh 10 times out of 10 i always favor a knockdown over you know laying on someone you know because i mean what's doing damage what's hurting someone what's fighting so uh you know who cares uh if, if claudia got on top of the end of the round she got wobbled she got dropped I, I thought carla definitely won that first round second round goes to claudia and third round i thought carla edged it so i had a 29 28 for carla it is what it is i understand the majority of the fight claudia was on top but the meaningful moments definitely went to carla so i do kind of feel bad for her getting the short end of the stick but i feel like as far as you know a moral victory uh, Carla's definitely got her head held up higher than, than Claudia does this morning. I, I'll, I'll tell you that right now, Shaq. Yeah, I think Carla's going to be fine moving on, you know, because she's going to be fighting like these up-and-comers and these chicks that I think she's still going to be able to be, you know what I'm saying? That's where Claudia... Her days are numbered. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. So, uh... We got girls like, you know, my girl TT down there com coming up. They don't know who you're talking about. My girl Tatiana, you know what I'm saying? Her coming up... Uh, we know Tatiana's probably a future world champion, so, you know, Claudia's uh, very fortunate. Yeah, she's lucky to be in the position she's in. So we already talked about our max bet winner on Mirsad Bekta going out there defeating Ricardo Lamas, and it was impressive because, you know, one thing we talked about on the show with Chaskelly was that 
Mirsad Bektik shoots all these unnecessary takedowns, and you know I, I felt like him moving to TriStar with Faraz and GSP, they were going to calm his game down a little bit. Now, this wasn't the finished product yet. People need to understand, the kid's only 27 years old. Still a kid. But for the unfinished product <laughs> to go out there and beat the number five guy on planet Earth, he, he's got so much potential. The yeah. ceiling is so high for a kid like Mirsad Bektik. That was... That was... What Kamaru Usman would like to say, you know, a 30% performance. Yeah. You know, Rosado uh, is going to be gonna look way better his next fight. I mean, who should he fight next? I mean, he's just beat the number seven guy in the world. Uh, he said he wants to do Bronx next, actually. Right. Yeah, well, if you, if you don't want that because of the line, <laughs> let, let's, see, uh, let's see who else is ranked in, uh, in the top 15 of that weight class. Well, he just beat number seven, Ricardo. We got Emmett. We got Swanson. I don't want Stevens for him. I, look, what about uh, my Frankie? What about, what's Fra Frankie's got to win another fight, bro. Like you like Frankie, respect it. Frankie's got to win another fight, bro. And look, I'm gonna go ahead and say that like, I respect Frankie, but like, bro, you got knocked out by Ortega. You need like two, three wins to like. You got to start back down, bro. Like you got to fight. You know, a young up and coming kid. So Frankie and Mursad, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like it. I like Frankie, Frankie versus Mursad. Frankie's got to put two, three wins in a row. He got knocked out by Ortega, just like Moicano is having to go back down and build himself up you know what i'm saying now i can't say that probably because i mean I, I will anyway we're about to butcher cup swanson live on pay-per-view you know what i'm saying so uh we're gonna have to win another fight after that you know what i'm saying look at the fights jeremy's had to win to get back to his spot so frankie's got to put two three wins in a row together the thing with frankie is you know you know how the ufc works they might give him the winner of max and ortega anyway so if they do that look you said he wants Charles Dubron. Charles is coming off a first-round sub. You know how quickly people forget things. And, you know, people don't buy into a lot of our theories like that Charles Oliveira is a total quitter when things don't go his way. So maybe they will line it close if Oliveira and Bectic fight. And if they do, uh, we will take full advantage. Ricardo, so, uh, almost, Ricardo almost choked him out. Yeah, exactly. He almost choked him <laughs> out. Well, big deal. <laughs> Between him and he didn't almost choke out shit, by the way. So, uh Props to Bectic on that. You know, I want to say a veteran performance, but the kid's 27, but he outvetted the vet. Yeah, we outclassed him. Ricardo fought tough, but, you know, it is what it is. And another Max Bet winner at uh, minus 175. Max Bet season moves on. So, uh, Chris De La Roca defeated Rashad Coulter, and, you know, me, you, Chas Kelly, we all picked Chris De La Roca to win this fight. We said Rashad Coulter will never win a UFC fight. Turns out we were right, man. And it was a very, like I said, there's a reason they put this as the first fight of the televised prelims instead of. Uh, you know, we told you it was going to be a war instead of some boring fight because those two they went out there they had a sloppy heavyweight affair it was super exciting and uh, Chris De La Roca simply wanted it more and uh, he outpositioned him pounded him out he almost didn't have the energy to pound him out Shaq but uh, he finally did and uh, he got the stoppage over Rashad Coulter who's now 0-3 in the, inside the octagon yeah you know unfortunately that's probably it for my boy Rashad but um, you know, like we said, I just felt like De La Roca was probably a little, you know, willing to do more things to get the victory. I mean, we saw that in the Millstead fight. He he actually wanted to win that fight, and, you know, we felt like Coulter would just fade, and, you know, that's exactly what happened. So, uh, shout out to my boy, Chris De La Roca. Uh, the best part about the fight was when my boy, uh, Coulter's cornerman, said he's a big old Mexican. You're not going to knock him out, so you know what I'm saying? So I guess, yeah, I don't think it's racist or anything. No, no, you're right, because of the second part you just said. I don't think you're going to knock him out. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's like, he's a big old man. You know, those Mexicans. Uh, Mexicans are like Hawaiians. They just don't uh, They don't, they don't get down. knocked out. <laughs> they don't go down. Man, Hawaiians got the best chins on planet. They're the mahalo to all my Hawaiian brothers, just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they just, they, uh, they don't go down, so... 
you know. I know our Hawaiian clients are so happy with us, man. You should have seen some of the calls I got the other night. You know, we're getting flown out to to Honolulu pretty soon, right, Shaq? <laughs> I wanna go. Uh, I wanna go see a uh, wine eye. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, you, my, my boy, my boy <laughs> Shaq's trying to get down a wine eye. They don't know. Like. They don't know about wine eye. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, wine eye's got a bad rep, but they got a fucking world champion yeah. over there. So uh, my boy Max Holloway showing that you know wine eye ain't all bad. I know my boy Brad Tavares is out there right now. Man, I fuck with Hawaii hard. So shout out to to all the Hawaiians out there. Aloha. So uh, Anthony Smith took care of Rashad Evans. Now, man, I wish it was in Max Bet Ranch quicker than uh, an hour before the fight because that would have been uh, Hammer City. I mean, we watched both their entire careers. We were planning on Max betting Anthony Smith. It was lying way too high. And then an hour before the fight, it came down. Should have jumped all over it. But like we said, Rashad has no business inside that cage. Anthony uh, Anthony smoked him faster than I thought he would. I mean, I thought he was going to knock him out, but I didn't think he was going to do it in under a minute. These things tend to get worse and worse, man. Uh, it's unfortunate, but... Anthony, yeah, Anthony uh, did his thing, did did whatever. It's really not shocking because we we said Rashad showing up for that one fifty k. So you know, if Rashad wants to show show back up, you know, I'm all for it. I'll say this: I'd rather get knocked the fuck out in fifty seconds for a hundred fifty k than uh, take a prolonged beating for three rounds for a hundred fifty k. You know what I'm saying, Shaq? I I, I think uh, CM Punk might have taken more damage than my boy Rashad. Uh, Rashad can come back. You know, Rashad, uh, you know, uh, between you and me, you know Rashad's not going to retire, Shaq? Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, people got problems out here, bro. There's plenty of people in uh, in my in my uh, black men community that got baby mama drama. You know what I'm saying? Like, baby mama drama is a real thing, bro. And baby mama drama ain't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Three houses ain't cheap. Three babies ain't cheap. That mortgage on that mansion ain't cheap, Shaq. So, uh, you know... I mean, I mean, my boy Bobby Green has had to pull out a fight to do the baby mama drama, you know what I'm saying? And you know that's bad because it's like, bro, just let him get to the fight so we can pay you, you know? <laughs> but uh, it is what it is. So that being said, man, I mean, who should my boy Rashad fight next? Um, man. <laughs> Who's the worst guy at light heavyweight? I mean, you know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't want to give him Jarge's Janho. Well, that's a heavyweight, right? Yeah, it's a heavyweight. <laughs> don't, don't let them know about Dan Hill, bro. <laughs> it's a secret. Let's just put it this way. Next, And it was so funny seeing all that action come in on Rashad. Like, if you bet on Rashad, you need to take a look in the mirror and uh, ask yourself what the fuck you're doing because, uh, because uh, yeah, I mean, that was absolutely embarrassing. I mean, the dude's getting outworked by Dan Dan Kelly Man, and Sam if he wants to drop back to 85, a great fight would be Marcus Perez versus Rashad. You know oh, yeah, fresh saying? start. Uh, if he wants to come Let, back to Let's give Rashad a fresh start at 185, Shaq. You know let what I'm Malu- saying? Let Maluko beat the former world champion real quick. <laughs> yeah. Who you got between Rashad and James Boknovic? Um, Rashad. Rashad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But. All right. Rashad versus Maluko Perez at 185 pounds. Book it. Book it. So Sergio Pettis went out there and defeated Joseph Benavidez. And, man, Sergio did what I wanted him to do against Cejudo, but this time he did it against uh, Joseph Benavidez. I was like, I was like, bro. That was, the, that was the greatest performance I've ever seen. The improvements he made on his takedown defense in his getup game, he stuffed like 12 or 13 takedowns. The one time he did get taken out and he got right back, I'm like, Serge, where was this guy during the Cejudo fight? Because, I mean, look, you know, Cejudo knocked out Hayes. He did this fucking karate stance. We thought he was going to try that bullshit against Serge. And he humped Serge's leg for three straight rounds. But then Joseph, when he realized that shit wasn't going his way on the feet, you know, he got dropped hard really tried to go once to the really bad. He went to the wrestling and it didn't work. So I was like, and this is a, this is a guy that beat Henry Cejudo. So I was like, man, 
Couldn't you have already gotten to that level when you fought Cejudo? I guess not. But now, now they're starting to see the potential we saw in Sergio initially, Shaq. Yeah, you know, I was just, my big worry was about the takedowns. That's why I picked Joe B, you know what I'm saying? Sergio has never gotten up from bottom, and that's just facts prior to this fight. Yeah. I mean, there was literally no facts to say, like, that he can consistently get up from the bottom. So, shout out to everyone that bet that, man. Um, he actually did get up from bottom. He actually did yeah. stuff to takedowns. He was struggling them off. I mean, we said on the show, if he can keep this fight yeah, standing, oh, yeah, he's going to win. Yeah, sure. And he if kept he it standing and he won. He's going to embarrass him out in space. But uh, he actually did stuff to takedowns. And now Sergio is one fight away from the title. You know, I think uh, this might possibly be setting a showdown with uh, my other, you know, 125-pound prospect uh, after we take care of business in Calgary. But, uh you know, it is what it is. Uh, who, who's that? <laughs> it's not. It's not from you, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know, it's my boy Mateus Nicolau out of uh, Rio de Janeiro. You know what I'm saying. Uh, and you know, it's gonna set up a showdown down the line. But if one of those aren't trying to take an L, you know, you can always put him in there with Formiga. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Actually, yeah, you know what I'm saying. He, him, and Formiga were supposed to fight like twice, so they gotta go. Ahead and, and if uh, the UFC want to bring back Luis Smolka and put him yeah. in there with Sergio, how about Pantoja? Pantoja just beat the shit out of Moreno, so yeah, yeah Pantoja versus Sergio. Formiga versus Sergio. Uh, just let Mateus get that fast track to the title. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know we don't want either of those guys taking yeah. it out anytime soon. So, yeah. So, uh, Charles Dubronx beat Clay Guida in the first round via guillotine choke. And, I mean, it's just like I said on the show. With Charles Dubronx, it's always the same. So, for people that are saying he's back, this, back, that, <laughs> you guys need to understand. Anytime, anytime Charles fights, it's always the same story. It's either sub or bust. This time it was sub. He won the fight. Uh, Clay Guida got choked out for the tenth time in his career. I mean, it was just like the Tiago Tavares fight. Dove in head first and uh, got choked out with the guillotine. The thing was, it looked like Charles was getting the better of the stand up portion as well. You hey, know cut what I'm him. Saying? Um, and I thought Charles was in control from right away. So you know, so far I thought Guida was going to be able to you know survive the submission game, but uh, I guess not. Second Charles touched his neck. Fight was over. Yeah. So for for Charles Oliveira, I I suggested the Mirsad Bektik fight. I mean, you you want something else for him? Yeah. Let's. Uh, how about no? What Arnold Allen? I was I was going to say Maquan. But, uh, what about Maquan? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Maquan versus Charles. Maquan versus Charles. Yeah. You know they're going to scramble. Yeah, Someone yeah, might scramble. get tapped up. You know I like that Let's shit. see who the better man is. And uh, what about uh, Clay Guida versus Jason Knight? Um, I was thinking Clay Guida versus uh, Nick Lentz. Okay, Clay Guida versus Lentz. Yeah, yeah I like that. Two, uh, two vets federal. of the game. Oh, so is Maquan. But, uh, two, uh, but Charles said he was dropping. Oh, he's dropping back. So two vets of the game, Lens versus Guida, I like it. Now, Dan Ige, he defeated Mike Santiago. I thought it was going to go three. It didn't even go one minute, man. So, uh, you know, you said, Shaq, you said Santiago's never going to win a UFC fight. Turns out you were right. Uh, he is never going to win a UFC fight, my friend. Yeah, I mean, that was, I, I thought it was going to go a little longer than that. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought it was going to go three rounds. but <laughs> Dan Ige know, put the stamp on Mike Santiago. But, uh, first punch rocked him, took his back, smashed his head in. So, you know, unfortunately, Santiago goes back to the uh, local scene and Ige gets to continue being a manager. Yeah, and Mike Santiago, look, man, if you're listening, we'd love to have you in the NFC. We got a lot of great featherweight prospects for you to fight. Do. Nathan Williams, Josh Blyden, yeah. Lawson McClure. We can uh, come headline a card here in, uh, in ATL versus one of those guys. And for Ige, uh, take that next step up the ladder. You know, go fight Mads Burnell next. You know what I'm saying? Dan <laughs> Ige versus Mads Burnell. I like it. So, uh, man, that'll do it for uh, UFC 225. It's now in the rear view. What an incredible card. Whitaker versus Romero with the fight of the year candidate. Mirsad Bektik with the Max Bet winner. 
Colby Covington making the UFC welterweight division great again. Best Fight Picks making your bankroll great again. So uh, you guys want to get in touch with us, go to bestfightpicks.com. Go to maxbetseason.com. Now is the time. Get that month VIP package because we're including the next five UFC events on it. That's Singapore, the tough finale, UFC 226, UFC Boise, which is going to be one of the biggest events in Best Fight Picks history, plus UFC Hamburg. Or if you want to go ahead and get a year, Get that one-year VIP package. Make sure you use the promo code 20OFF to save 20% off that one-year VIP package. The 20OFF promo code only works for the one-year VIP package. And if you guys missed it, I mean, dude, obviously, Shaq and I... Tell them, tell them how much they're getting a discount with that one-year VIP real quick. Like though. 200 bucks off, yeah, man. I mean, come on. Like, that's... Uh, but no, I'm just saying in total. Like, if you were to pay month per month per month, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You want you want to you wanna do it like that? You, you want to see what the real number is? Okay. So if you were paying month per month, uh, you would uh, how many uh, how many events are there? About forty five. Say four. Just say forty. Let's say forty. Let's give them a discount. Let's let's, let's pretend 40. there's less events than there really are. They'd be saving uh, a couple grand. And that's just facts. And I mean, if you ask literally every single last one of my one year VIP members that paid either the 1000 or the 800 or the 850 and tell me if they haven't made that money back. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about even making that money back from a couple weeks ago, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, they've been made that money. Some <laughs> of some of them made that money back 8 times in a row. So, you know, and, and for the smaller guys, they're making that money back too cuz we're guiding them, we're letting them that we're letting them know how to do this. But look, both Shaq and I are way in profit for 2018 and obviously the last Four events we've clean, we've clean swept them. Five max bet winners, nine and no on max bets in 2018. Let's make your bankroll great again, because because like we said, man, anyone can game their record, but no one can game their bankroll, and that's what we're here to do: building bankrolls one bet at a time. So go to bestfightpicks.com, go to maxbetseason.com, and sign up today. Send us that email at bestfightpicks at gmail.com. Follow me at bestfightpicks. Follow Shaq at MMA Genius 05. Follow our Instagram at Best Fight Picks Official. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. Hook up those five-star reviews on iTunes. And once again, to all our clients that are listening, let people know on Twitter and YouTube what we're doing for your bankrolls. So until the next time, let's cash these bets.